Entrepreneur on Fire 1001. This is a prison quote. Don't serve time. Make that time serve you. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Ignite. Zero is the online accounting software for your small business. Born in the cloud, Zero gives you an at-a-glance view of your cash flow. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcasts. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcasts. Want access to fill-in-the-blank marketing templates built by pros that do marketing for a living? Generate more leads and sales online. Download digitalmarketer.com's ultimate digital marketing toolbox at digitalmarketer.com slash fire. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Jesse Moskal. Jesse, are you prepared to ignite? John, I'm in an Olympic-sized swimming pool full of rocket fuel. <laughs> Light on mats, brother. <laughs> Woo! Jesse is a B2B direct response copywriter and marketing consultant. His specialty is helping companies find their unique story and to help share it with their customers. He believes in three things. The power of asking questions, that anything is possible with the right attitude, and great sales letters. Jesse, take a minute, fill in any blanks from this intro, and give us just a little glimpse into your personal life. Sure. Thanks, John. And I just want to say I appreciate being on the show. This has been a terrific resource for me in terms of getting motivated and and getting inspired. Cool, man. Thanks. Basically, John, my day is full of reading books and writing awesome sales copy. I write sales letters and email marketing for a select number of clients. And I'm currently in a transition phase, but I'm sure we'll get into that later in the interview. Absolutely. And give us a little personal insight. Like, where are you at in the world? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Right now, I live in sunny South Carolina in Columbia, the capital, with uh, both parents nearby. And I just play a lot of basketball and do mountain biking on the sides here. So I can't say I've heard bad things about Columbia, but I've heard amazing things about Charleston. Can you confirm? If I'm not here, I'm usually there. (laughs) So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Awesome. So Jesse, you're at a networking party, let's say in Charleston, and someone walks up to you and they say, Jesse, what the heck do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? (laughs) Well, first of all, John, despite direct response being probably the most valuable thing any business person can do, very few know what it is. So typically I say something like, I'm a magician, but enough about me. Let's talk about you. All right. Well, that will definitely be a conversation starter. I have no doubt. And what I'd love to know is that you weren't always a direct sales guy. You weren't always this copywriting genius. Like you had a life before then. And I'm not looking to go way back right now, but I want you to take us to the origin story of how you came to do what you're currently doing right now. So take us back to that transition point. What happened there that turned you into the person you are? That's quite a big question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the fundamental answer to that, John, is that I was 
a teacher in English. Uh, I spoke. I was working in Korea about ten years ago. North or south? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in South Korea, I got I got mixed up with some bad news, made some bad decisions, and can I go ahead and spill the beans? Spill the beans, bro. For? Yeah. All right. I got mixed up with selling some ecstasy. Okay. Long story short, I got hit with. A bit of a trouble, a bit of trouble in Thailand. I got charged with a death penalty when I got caught selling drugs. Terrifying. I went to prison and eventually got my sentence reduced to a, a meager 27 years. <laughs> this was back when I was 31 years old. So I only had to do 27 years and I'd be out when I was 58. So that was kind of a low point in my past. Yeah. While I was inside prison, I realized that I started asking myself questions because my life was pretty much over at that point. So I said to myself, why not, why not try something different from what everybody else is doing? Why not be the happiest prisoner here today? So I just started asking myself these things. I said, you know what, why not start a new career? And the choice I came up with because writing was practically the only thing I had in my disposal, I decided to become a marketer because my brother had told me, you know, you can write emails for me because he's an entrepreneur himself. He said, you can write this stuff from prison and send it out to me and I'll publish it for you. So I, I started doing that. And as I went forward with this stuff, I just saw the walls around me start to tumble down. And I realized what, what happens in my life if I focus on the small things that I can control, everything else gets smaller. And what I'm doing, what I have, you know, potential to control gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And long story short, after a couple of years, the door opened and I walked right out the front. So instead of, you know, ending my life in prison, I somehow shook myself free, walked out of prison and implemented all the plans that I had already set up. I became a marketer. I started writing sales letters and doing email for awesome clients. And in the last two years, my business has taken off. I've had incredible success. And now I'm transitioning into other things. So Jesse, have you read the book Man's Search for Meeting by Viktor Frankl? That, John, was one of the seminal things. Back when I first got in there, I, I, I read that book several times. Okay. And I just, I just felt like that book embodies who I am, you know, on a, on a deepest level, because the attitude that I decided to take on, you know, people around me, all around me, they were going one way, you know, everybody's in there with a life sentence yeah. or a death sentence or 50 years. And, you know, people stop showering, they stop hoping, they give up hope, they, you know, their families don't come see them. And they just, you know, they're, they're warehoused in human beings, but they just give up all hope. So I said, hey, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And one powerful thing my, my father shared with me after I got sentenced to 27 years, he said, Jesse, you eat an elephant the same way you eat an apple, one bite at a time. So that's what I did. I just started eating the elephant and it didn't taste very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started with the toenail. That was a bad move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a big toenail. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, that's the, the whole mission, John, is, is for me, once I got free, I realized, you know, wow, this life that I'm living, 
shouldn't even be here. Right. I, I, I should be over there rotting in a third world prison. And so the fact that I'm actually here today gives me the obligation to call you up or write you a sales letter and say, hey, John, I want to share this story with your audience because no matter who you are, no matter what obstacles you're up against, maybe you know, you're like uh, the, the blogger John Morrow who's totally paralyzed but still does right. incredible things right. from a different continent because he just feels like going there. And you know, these things are all possible as long as we're alive, as long as you have the right attitude, you just adjust your mindset a little at a time. You know, I, I ate that elephant for a year, two years, three years. Right. <laughs> it doesn't even make a difference. You know, these small, small parts. But over time, over over long, arduous periods of work, you know, it's it's like the ten ten years six, overnight success scenario. You just keep putting in the days and and the hours, and eventually, with discipline, you get what you want. Yeah, Fire Nation. There's just so much that I want you to be taking away from this. You know, number one. Entrepreneur on Fire, Jesse, gets over 150 inbound requests every single month um, for people to be on the show. And and there does need to be some kind of stand-apart sequence for me to really be able to say, okay, let's focus and see if this would be the right person. And, you know, you, true to your manner, you know, wrote this incredible sales letter and it arrived on my desk and I couldn't help but just be not only inspired by it, but I'm like showing it to Kate. I'm like, Kate, look at this. And I mean, you know, that shows you that... Fire Nation, you you can stand out. You can be unique. You do have a story to tell. And perception is reality, Jesse. And you know, for for you to be in jail and to be reading Man's Search for Meaning, which Fire Nation, it's so powerful for so so many reasons. Because as entrepreneurs, we get stuck in the day to day. You know, we get stuck in the emails and the social media and the comparison theory. Well, the reality is. Life could be so much worse. And here you were, Jesse, you know, in jail. But the reality is, is that you had the opportunity to shower. You had food that was being served to you on a fairly regular basis where you're reading this book. And, you know, here's this guy that's seeing his wife, you know, just, you know, die as she gets taken away and, and all of his friends around him and just the atrocities that were happening. I mean, you know, comparing your life to, to Victor's, you know, you know, must have made you feel kind of good on some levels. And I know that like when I read that book, I was actually deployed in Iraq, you know, during a wartime environment, which isn't necessarily like jail. It's a different kind of jail. It's scary. It's terrifying. You're facing a life and death situations every single day. But again, I could say, wow, at least I'm still in control of, you know, what I'm doing and, and, and what I can think and what I can do. And, and there's so much to take away from that. And before we kind of get too much in the weeds here, Jess, even though these are really important weeds, I do like to really have Fire Nation uh, get a sense of how you are currently today generating revenue. So give us a couple of the ways you're generating revenue so that our listeners can, you know, resonate with it and maybe take some, some good takeaways away. The thing for me right now is just copywriting. That's, that's 100% of my revenue. The two things are basically sales letters. I write sales letters for different businesses and create email sequences to, for, for my clients to send out to their audience and rake in big cash paydays. Nice. Now, what I really want Fire Nation to realize here is Jesse has committed to being best in class. Like he said, you know what, I'm going to find this one thing that I can be great at and I'm going to be great at it and therefore become known for it. You know, he's not trying to be the master of all trades, Mr. Marketing. Like, hey, oh yeah, I'll also get you more likes on Facebook. Like, no, he's saying, I 
will generate more money for your business through the sales copy that I write. And Jesse, what's been one of the best ways for you to actually get clients, those, those first initial clients? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, my clients can't come to me now. They, they come to me now pretty much all by referral. Right. But in, initially, I really had to hustle. Uh, I, I tapped into my network. My brother, as I said, he, Benjamin, he's a pretty big entrepreneur online. And he, uh, he, he got me a couple jobs. And then, you know, one thing led to another. So basically, my whole philosophy is people always ask me, like, how do you get all your clients? And I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, I always laugh because all you really need is one client. One. If you do such an incredible job for that one client, they're going to tell five people, even if, you know, and then you go from there, you get two to to four to eight and so on. And not only are they going to tell five people, but there's going to be 25 people that see that website, that see that copy, that see that product or service and say, who the heck did that? Who is behind this? And, you know, there's a great example in my life with a website designer. You know, this great guy, Zach Swinehart of Online in a Day, just created a sales page for my buddy Rick. And it went from there being like, that's an unbelievable sales page. Who did that? To, you know, having him just completely redo my website. And now people every day are finding him through that. And it's just unbelievable how if you can just do one thing, Fire Nation, so good, and you're just proud of it, that's how you get that momentum. And going back to that key point by Jesse, most of his clients now come by referrals. And that is the kind of business that you can grow by being best in class. So Jesse, we heard your probably worst moments in life when you told us about being you know, sentenced to death and, and you know, going to be in prison at minimum to your 58 and all these tough, tough things. Take us now to your worst entrepreneurial moment, you know, maybe over the last couple of years. I mean, you've had some great times, but what's been the worst that you've really had to struggle with? That is crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> when I came home, you have to understand, I'd, I'd, I'd become the master of my domain when I was in Thailand, and I'd, I'd spent up to 14 hours a day studying Thai, the language, for, for a couple of years, and I'd mastered it. I'd, I'd become this important guy in the prison, and everybody knew me. Even people outside the prison in Thailand knew of me. But when I came home, I was really nobody. So I, I thought, hey, I'm going to launch this speaking career, and I'm going to become this incredible speaker, like just like Brian Tracy, one of my great uh, idols. Yeah. In fact, he had written a book that I read several times while I was over there, and it listed all the greatest speakers in this book. And there was something like 22 or 23, and I'd even taken the time to write number 24 in there and put my name wow. in my bio with the book. You. You know? So I'm visualizing this dream happening. But when I got home, I rushed out. I started trying to be a copywriter on one hand, and then on the other hand, I started trying to be a speaker, and I got a few jobs and did a few gigs. But Neither one of them took off, John. So right. I, 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 I came home at the end of the day and I'm not making any money. You know, I'm barely scraping by. And I had to realize that, you know, I needed to become, as you said, a true master at one thing. Then I can branch into the other. See, I love this Fire Nation, this theme that we keep coming back to. And one thing that just popped up while you were talking, Jesse, is Shawshank Redemption. You know, here you have Morgan Freeman. You know, he was like the guy. In, in the actual prison. Then he gets out, he's like bagging groceries. He's a Mr. Nobody. And that's a tough transition, I mean, for anybody to make on any single level. So 
what was the major lesson that you learned, which I know the main point was you had to become that master of that one domain. Why did you choose copywriting and what was it that you actually did that started to get those wheels moving in the right direction? I just realized that I had to take things one step at a time. I mean, we all have giant plans and we all want to achieve big things, but when, when, for example, when I look at, at John Lee Dumas, yeah. I mean, he, you've got all these programs built around what many would consider an unachievable goal to have, you know, a thousand show podcast. But <laughs> you're a thousand and even, one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but but that's not even the, the 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 primary thing you have. You've got bigger things around that, but you didn't accomplish all that in one day. I mean, that's just it comes back to the elephant. One episode at a time, Fire Nation, one day waking up at a time, putting that one step in front of the other. So important, so powerful. And what I want to move forward to, Jesse, is an aha moment, an epiphany. And now, obviously, you having that clear insight that you had to focus on that one thing was huge for you. So, you know, we've we've talked about that. But what was like a serious epiphany you've had in the past couple years, like this this really just this light bulb that went on about how you are going to stand out and and just be different in your business? Like what was that moment? Oh, great question, John. The (laughs) and again, very easy for me when I got to prison and the door slammed shut, I was at the lowest point in my life now. A lot of people said to me prior to going to prison the following statement, Jesse, he has so much potential. It sounds kind of good when they say that, but but when you really examine it, John, what they're saying is, dude, you're not doing anything with your life. Yeah, he has so much unrealized potential is really what that means. Exactly. And so I'd been skirting around that statement for 30 years. And when the prison door slammed shut, I realized, hey, now I've made some of the worst decisions in my life. There's probably nothing I can do to mess this life up anymore, but I'm still here. I'm still breathing. So what am I going to do now? What am I going to do from here? I'm at the bottom. The only place I really have to do is to go up. So let's start seeing how we can improve my life in the worst place possibly on earth. Mm. And the, one of the few things that I was able to do was actually, you know, if you're, if you're in a prison cell block, there's about 600 people. Right. And there was three of us that spoke English. It was myself and two guys from England. And for me, I realized that I only could communicate with three people in there. So for me, the first step was to learn the language of the natives. And by doing this, I could talk to the guards. I could read all the books they had. I could, you know, move around and go shopping at the store and talk about the food and how to cook the food. And I could really, you know, deliver myself into this lifestyle and just make it as comfortable as possible. And that was kind of the master, become a master of my domain philosophy that I started adapting. I love that phrase, I am the captain of my ship, I am the master mm. of my domain. And if that's something the Fire Nation, then we can just absorb and take in and realize, I mean, what's more exciting? Like, what's more, what's more powerful than having that kind of acknowledgement in our lives? And Jesse, you had that aha moment, you had that realization with those three people. I mean, kind of, kind of continue that and how that took you to your aha moment. At the beginning, I didn't really think that 
learning a language was going to be all that big of a deal. And this is partly naivety, I don't know, partly bravado. <laughs> but John, if you, as you know, since you've been in a foreign country, it's really, it's almost like leaving our planet Earth because the U.S. is, you know, is, we are our own country and we, yeah. we're really closed in a lot of ways. We don't, we haven't, a lot of us haven't experienced what it's, what it's like to be overseas. You know, in fact, that's probably one of the things I'd recommend highly you know, for any listener out there that wants to change their mindset and expand what it means to be a human being is just to understand what, what other people go through on the other side of the earth. That's just, you know, an invaluable thing to do. But the language thing, I thought in a year I would master it. <laughs> After a full year of studying, I still wasn't even understood by the Thai people. Uh, the, three, the three most difficult languages in the world are Japanese, Chinese, and Thai. And I'm not even sure they're in that order. Right. But man, it's, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But by doing the hardest thing you've ever done in your entire life and having to work more and still get crappy results, but just determined that you're going to thrust in even harder and get better results until you achieve your goal, which my goal was to read a full-length novel in, in Thai language. And so it took me five years to get to that, yeah. and I thought it would take me one. But the, the very act of using my brain in such a, a, you know, a full-on strain, just that was kind of what turned the ship. And, and you know that that's, that's, again, a metaphor for something that takes an extremely lot, long hours and a lot of time to do. So there's something that we just don't do as human beings, Fire Nation. We don't work the creative muscle of our mind because mm. it is strained. It is tough. It does take a lot of energy. And, you know, let's be honest, it causes migraine head headaches pretty often because <laughs> it is concentration at its highest point. And Jesse, one thing that I love saying on Entrepreneur on Fire is, you know, we all love to live in our comfort zone. I mean, we spend our whole lives creating comfort zones, you know, trying mm. to get a steady job, to have a, a place that we like to live in, you know, to eat our comfort foods. But the reality is, Fire Nation, all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. All the magic in life happens when you get out of that comfort zone, move towards that thing that scares you or that seems so difficult. That's where it happens. And for you, Jesse, right now, where you're at in your world, what's the one thing that just has you more fired up than anything else? It's basically an extension of what we're doing in this interview. John, when I first came home, I tried to start that career as a speaker and yeah. a motivational guy. And the funny thing was, I didn't have, you know, 100 plus clients who are willing to go on record and, and give me glowing testimonials. I was a nobody and I was an unknown. So... I started putting things online about my prison experiences, and then I started trying to go get jobs as a copywriter. <laughs> and all they saw was, you know, when they Google my name, they see, ah, this guy's a prisoner or Ooh. a former prisoner. And it just, you know, <laughs> it just didn't work. So, you know, <laughs> that was kind of a, a flop. But, <laughs> but now, now that I'm known in this world, and now that I've got a little more confidence and I'm willing to own my story, and I'm not so cautious and timid, now I really feel more powerful because I've achieved uh, a modicum of success and I, I'm working towards uh, 10,000 hours in direct response copywriting. Now I feel more confident to, to, to branch out, share my story, and hopefully get involved with some speaking events here in the next year or two. Wow, really exciting. And Fire Nation, 
Jesse started off by saying, you know, that he was a nobody and an unknown in the industry. And I want to make a point. Every single person that you have ever heard of started as a nobody and as an unknown. That's how we all start. I mean, in September 2012, when I launched Entrepreneur Fire Episode 1, I was an absolute nobody and I was completely unknown. This is where we start as entrepreneurs. And Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. We wear many hats as entrepreneurs, but you and I both know we simply can't do it all. As an example, do you ever struggle with finding marketing tactics that actually work? Digitalmarketer.com is a marketing blog, and guess what? They actually do the stuff they write about. A teacher who's actually doing what they're teaching. Pretty awesome. They aren't just ordinary researchers. They don't just talk about marketing. They do marketing. Digitalmarketer.com shares marketing tactics that work. Right now, you can get complimentary instant access to Digitalmarketer.com's ultimate digital marketing toolbox, which includes the ultimate Facebook ad template library. That's seven proven Facebook ad campaigns that create low-cost, high-converting ads on demand. The GLF email series, a pre-written three-part email campaign proven to get more opens, clicks, and sales from your subscribers. And the ultimate social media swipe file, 72 proven headline formulas to get more clicks from Facebook, Twitter, and your blog. Visit digitalmarketer.com slash fire to access the ultimate digital marketing toolbox today. As much as we travel for conferences and other business opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work efficiently even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software platform for your small business, Zero. That's X-E-R-O. Zero covers all the bases, so whether you have a brick and mortar business or an online business, Zero can help. Plus, Zero was born in the cloud, so you can access your accounting anytime, anywhere, and there even available across all operating systems, Mac, PC, iOS, and Android. With over 400 best-in-class business tools that allow you to process mobile payments, help you with cash flow management, and much more, what's not to love? Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's xero.com slash podcast. Special bonus, Zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by Zero. Jesse, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Well, let's do it, John. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of change, fear of losing my paycheck. I was a college kid four years, drilled into me the limiting mindset that there's security in collecting a paycheck. What's the best advice you've ever received? This is a prison quote. And after you get your sentence, people will say to you, don't serve time. Make that time serve you. What's a personal habit that you now have that you believe contributes to your success? Well, these days, it's a little bit harder to read all day like I did years ago in Thailand, but I still strive to read 100 pages per day. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? <laughs> I struggled with this one. <laughs> I have an iPhone 6, but I don't use many apps on it. The one thing I do use as a writer is the Pomodoro Timer. Yes. I think you can get it at tomighty.org. Love it. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? As I said, I used to read roughly two books a week, but one of the best books, and I just reread it this last week, was Jim Collins, Good to Great. 
Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Jesse, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I love this question. (laughs) The key for me and, and sort of the theme that's come out in this interview is that connections and network that we have in in the world can move us and that's that's i think the key to the question because you're saying we've got everything except we don't know anybody so here's what i'd do i'd move to austin or maybe sunny california yeah i'd go to the rental car rental place and i'd rent the best car i could possible then i'd sign up for uber and start getting to know people by driving them around You know why I love that? Because I moved to San Diego in 2009 and it took me a while to get to know anybody in the area. I moved here not knowing anybody and I've said it time and time again. Every time I get into an Uber, I look at Kate and I say, if Uber was around in 2009, this is exactly what I would have done when I moved (laughs) to San Diego because you meet great people. I mean, it's unbelievable. And Jesse, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Thanks, John. One parting piece of guidance. Well, all I'd really like to say is no matter where you are, I know a lot of people, they always have, everybody's got a great idea, and few people act on their ideas. I would just like to inspire you from a guy that's been to the worst parts of, of the earth and back. I've come back, I've clawed my way back, and I'm 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 on fire. I'm moving forward as fast as I possibly can. I just want to let you know that anything is possible. That's, that's my, my whole message today. Um, the best way to connect with me, if this story inspired you, feel free to reach out. My email is jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at moskel, M-O-S-K-E-L dot com. And I'd love to throw you guys, your readers or your listeners, a free uh, resource if you'd like. We John. love free resources. <laughs> All right. Well, this one's normally 29 bucks. It's a a uh, headline hack I do on my website called 108, 108 Ways to Ignite Your Headlines. That's kind of a special title for you, John. Yay. <laughs> and you can get it at moscow.com backslash fire. Moscow.com backslash fire. That's M-O-S-K-E-L dot com slash fire. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Jesse and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jesse into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up, and of course, email him directly, jesse at moscow.com. Go grab your free Fire Nation gift at moscow.com slash fire, and Jesse, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Lovely. Thanks, brother. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb. And to get on it, 
All you need to do is text EO FIRE to 33444 and get inside my head weekly. Have an inspired day and ignite.